Light one up. Light one up. Light one up. For the cannabis culture. Hello and welcome to the To Be Completely Blunt podcast. We are your hosts. I am Stephanie. I'm Rick. On today's show, we talk with cousin Nikolai. He is a cannabis grower, content creator, event host, cannabis influencer, blogger, and advocate for the legalization of cannabis. So as you can tell, the guy stays pretty busy. His goal is to destigmatize cannabis through positive media and content creation. And this episode was so much fun to record because his energy and his spirit is truly inspiring. And you're going to want to follow along with him and keep up with everything he's doing after this. So let's get to it. Hope you enjoy today's show with Cousin Nikolai. Hey, Cousin Nikolai. What's up? How you doing? Hi, Cousins. Hey. Cousin. Cousin. Good to see you again, my friend. You as well. Who have you brought me today? She is a uh, sight for sore eyes, no doubt. Oh, this is this is my co co host Stephanie O'Sullivan, and and she without without her, I don't have a podcast. So she's <laughs> my everything over here. Excellent, hey, vice Everybody, versa. Ex- excellent. I see. You need the engineer. I understand. I'm here in uh, cousin's uh, a YouTube live stream studio, and yeah, I could use some um, engineering production help myself. Oh yeah, it's. It's a lot of work the behind the scenes. Not everybody like realizes what goes into it. And uh, but I, I mean, I love it. I'm a freaking audio nerd. I've, I've been doing this stuff for like a long time. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this stuff. Let's partner up. <laughs> I likey likey. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? We always tend to start with asking everybody how their cannabis journey began. So can you give us kind of an idea about how yours started? Oh, sure. Well, we have how much time do we have tonight? (laughs) (laughs) We got a little bit of time. (laughs) Anyhow, mine starts back in old country. I would come back and to the States of America here and visit uh, my cousin, who I'm here in his studio now as young boy. And uh, yeah, these sisters were uh, aunties, right? And I would come back and visit the cousin. And uh, he lived out in the uh, Sierra Nevada mountains there. Uh, out there on the coast of West, and I would come back and visit in the uh, mid late eighties, right? And and of course we had um, he had older brother, my older cousin, and uh, he was quite a bit older. And so yeah, he was uh, the one that probably um, exposed us inadvertently to the cannabis. Um, so yeah, by the time I got into the high school days and would visit the cousin, I um, would partake with him. And uh, my first experience was uh, quite fun indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow, that's how it all started for me. And okay. it's been a lifelong journey since then. All right, right on. So then as you kind of like, you know, grew into adulthood and everything from there, how did it start to progress with your journey and to like get into your, you know, your other interests with it? Well, I would always partake when it was available, but I would never seek out too often. Um, it was not readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, you know, of course, coming up of age, drinking was very much part of the social scene, pretty much mm-hmm. everywhere. And, um, you know, I had my fun times and not so fun times with the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And um, the more and more I got older and would travel 
for uh, work purposes, I would, uh, yeah, I would come across people who were cannabis cousins, like yeah. your cousin Nikolai, right? And it seemed like as, as our, uh, as um, our cousins can attest to, it seems like anytime you would come across, a, as they say, the uh, how, what's the uh, old adage, uh, causing the, uh, a friend with weed is friend indeed, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> true. It's true. So, yeah, I would come across. And um, so the more I would partake, the more I learned. Um, and I always wanted to grow. So fast forward, you know, I would I was always um, interested in it and I wanted to grow. I would come across people who did and. The more and more I learned, the more and more I wanted to get involved. So uh, fast forward, yeah, to the just before the COVID lockdowns, I come to visit cousin. Uh, he had big production job here uh, in uh, Michigan. He does photography and film production, and um, he had client in the cannabis space. So he had big production. So he asked me if I wanted to come back and work on the production with the crew uh, mm -hmm. for several weeks, and I did so. And uh, that was real eye opener uh, for this was just before it started. Uh, it was going to become legal here in Michigan, you know, recreationally. And um, so it seemed very exciting. And I came back and um, and I do the job and uh, we've been doing things since. But then, you know, the lockdowns happened and I have not made it back since. So um, we I helped we 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 build this YouTube studio during mm -hmm. the lockdowns um, to help support uh, the cousins clients and that. And uh so now he's given me access to this because I was helping with him. So that long story short, um, I am really getting into the cannabis now here that it is now legal here in Michigan. And uh, one of the guys that has really exposed me to a whole uh, new world, especially uh, the caregiver world, you know, the legacy market, as they say, is the Mr. Rick Anstis right here, guys. Um, and I have to give him big thank you mm -hmm. for uh, becoming my cannabis cousin. Well, uh, I... I appreciate you, you know this, you know, tenfold the, the second I saw your your approach and what you're doing and where you're coming from, you can't help but fall in love with it. So yeah, go cousin Nikolai. <laughs> Thank you, cousin, very much. I, you know, I did not know where I was going with this, to be honest with you. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it. You got a lot of creativity and, and it's still unfolding. I, I love I love every aspect of the different angles you're taking and, and where you're going with it now is right where, where you're, we're supposed to be heading. Um, so you're on the right track, man. Thank you very much coming from someone of your stature and, you know, um, your respect in the community. It means much, much uh, validation for your cousin, Nicola, no doubt. And it, honestly, because of you, cousin, bringing me out to uh, your festivals you're doing with the Big Cloud Farms and that. And uh, it, you know, really has uh, it blossomed me, as they say, and um, given me new a new path. Right? It really, it's uh, it's great. And now I'm like uh, learning to grow like a pro with mm -hmm. you right. know some sponsors here and uh, getting into this thing they call craft cannabis. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and with the with the festival life, that's what's so beautiful about it is it's it's all encompassing. So when we come together in community, it's it's similar to what natives did with and continue to do with like powwows. It's communal. And once you're attached into that, it only took you running around on that segue a couple of times for people. People are just like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> <laughs> this highly energetic bearded man running around on a, 
on a segue with with a selfie stick and going live it just yeah your your energy is 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 cannabis i love it yeah thank you cousin i appreciate it very much again it's a culmination of uh many many uh things characters different uh people personalities and uh, tv shows and especially the peter pan cartoon the original one uh where you know they don't ever want to grow up those lost boys so your cousin right. nikolai has found the lost boys amongst the cannabis space here in his place to uh you know, the be a poster child of sorts uh, for the cannabis, at least in my world and the people I come across, I'm definitely evangelizing the plant and trying to mm -hmm. break down these stigmas that are associated with it, no doubt. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's people like you that just can, has to continue to like keep pushing on that so that way people will stop, you know, reacting to it the same way that they do as if it's like a hard drug or something. But I was curious, so how long have you've been this persona that you are like how, how many years has it been now how long has cousin nikolai been out of the closet so that's right that's right, right. Yeah. when did it right. come about yeah when did he just pop out into this world it, it was an idea i i well i come to this you know i come from old country to visit cousin i did not have such the magnificent beard and luxurious hair that i do now um and um as soon as the lockdowns came i stopped shaving and um, I planted the garden in the backyard. Um, with, and I had idea, we have this neighbor, she's lived next door to cousin here in, in Disco, Michigan for uh, many, many years. She's first one of the first houses on block and she has two lots and they're beautiful, like botanical little, uh, like garden, not, you know, like a little garden she really keeps up. It's, she's 90, I want to say 97 now, I forget, but like, it's what keeps her young. She's out there all day long. Um, and so cousin and I, I were talking and we were smoking and I get this pipe dream like, what if I got Miss K to grow a cannabis plant with me? Maybe I could have like this show like all the cool kids are doing mm -hmm. on YouTube, you know, this content creation yeah. thing they're saying. Right. And it and uh, they said, good luck with that. And um, anyhow, uh -huh. I'll try to get through it. But real quick, I I asked one day, Miss K, she saw that we were bringing all the plants to the backyard and building a little enclosure. And we had to be forthcoming with it. You know, after being here so many years, you want to be honest with things and let them know we are growing legal cannabis here. Nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. And she was quite enamored by it. And so I brought her some of the plants. And as they grew, I would bring it over. Do you want to see? Looky, looky. And um, the more and more she got uh, enthused with it, I said, how would you like to grow a plant with me next season? And she said, no, I would never. And um, next season came around in spring. We were doing the gardening. And she says, you know, I cousin, I have dream. I said, oh, yeah, what's that, Miss Kay? And she says, I have dreamed that I grew one of your plants. And I said, see, Miss Kay, <laughs> dreams are the seeds of reality. And uh, so the rest is history. She come in, she start growing. I've done a lot of episodes with Miss Kay. You'd have to go to my Instagram page and catch some of those. But um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And she's quite excited for me now because <laughs> it's like third season. And I've actually gained some sponsorships from some like reputable companies and awesome. that are see Miss K in us. They like yeah. It. And the, the whole thing there too is beautiful to me because it's one of the most important stigmas we have to break is those, those far separations of generations. So like a 97 year old, we still got just a little bit of time left to break a stigma 
to create her excitement and like you said enamored by the plant and the idea of it all that is it's huge because her peers see that and she speaks to those peers and it spreads that knowledge and that ease of the tension that just seemingly is created when it's brought up in the conversation it's it's a very unique um it was a unique opportunity and it is it's wonderful to see just how it's you know, especially when I play back the videos and edit things and to just see the genuineness of her excitement. She has no um, desire to smoke or partake in the euphoric effects of um, cannabis. She has, however, uh, after several years, understood the difference between the CBD, CB. You know, I'd explained to her the difference about the kids that um, take the CBD for the epilepsy. And she is now um, taking um, some of the CBD gummies and use the creams. Yeah. So she's been um, open to it. Her mind has been open. And, and this is a woman that went to school, uh, university, I believe, like in the 40s. Or in and and there was a cannabis plant being grown by a uh, somebody in a uh, frat or something like that. And she remembers it, that she liked the smell and how it looked. Um, but oh. now fast forward, here we are, 2023. And here, Miss Kay is actually grew a plant in her backyard and helped me trim and 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 smell and look at it's it's quite it's uh it's quite unique and it's um exciting for me as well. That's really cool. Does she get the same kind of excitement, or do you think uh you know she's been a little bit obviously like she's opened her mind much more to it? Uh, but I'm just kind of curious what her reaction is when you're actually doing the grow because like you got to be excited once you created this thing. Yeah, so it started off like, well, I was very uh, cautious of how I'd introduce her to the videos. I did not want to put her in a bad light at all. And certainly her children don't eat. One of them does know that one of the sons that's probably my my age mm -hmm. came over and we were doing some filming and I had several cameras out. And, and as soon as he came back, she's like, look, it's weed. And I was like, no, don't say that. It's cannabis. Oh no, no, no. It's it's can't. We're just we're doing a show here. Um, I didn't want him to get the impression I was trying to get his uh, mother uh, stoned or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, but yeah, she does get excited to come out and film with me because it has given her something to do amongst her daily routine. Um, sure. So a lot of the times I'll say, hey, I'm going to do some filming in the garden. You're more than welcome to come over. I'm going live and. She'll pop over and it's just quite genuine and unique. And uh, yeah, so she, yeah, so that's it. She must like it because she's been doing it for three seasons with me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and I, especially that you, you were kind of like very loose about like, oh, if you want to come over, you know, this is what I'll be doing. So, right. you know, she didn't feel like forced to have to be a part of this, but I think she's like learning to love it. So that's what you want. <laughs> you know, it's official now. I had to have her sound model release for this season. That's for sure. But anyhow, <laughs> so she's, but she's happy <laughs> to, to do it. And, yeah. um, and that's the biggest thing is to help break the stigma because I'm still um, suffering a bit of the stigma. Um, and I'm glad this is one of the reasons I was happy to come on your show, because I'm hoping some of our family members, especially in particular the ones that uh, just have conversation with your cousin Nikolai about uh, bringing the uh, young ones around the plants, um, specifically cousins, grandchildren, and that they did not want to normalize um, the cannabis around them. And I do not want to argue. I listen 
And um, in my mind, I'm just thinking, okay, it's okay when we get together for social events and we um, normalize the alcohol, whether it's a glass of wine or it's somebody that says, hey, what do you want to, what do you want to drink? And they're mixing up their cocktails behind the bar. And it's quite the um, presentation, if you will, with their nice bars and, um, you know, mm -hmm. the pretty bottles. And um, I believe that the alcohol is the thing that has um, destroyed a lot of the families, yeah. um, home lives. I believe that um, children would be much more um, happy to have or let's maybe that's not right word. Um, it's you guys choose word of your own um, in your mind, but to have a parent um, come home um, that's maybe been using cannabis versus alcohol in the extreme stages of usage, right? I believe the um, aftermath of that would be a lot different with the home life with cannabis versus alcohol. For sure. Um, sorry. That's a little bit long-winded. No, no. <laughs> no, man, you keep talking. Yeah, it speaks directly to me. Um, I have four children, uh, two teenagers and, and two toddlers, and nothing's been hid from my children, not never. Um, and I don't see the problem with that. I, I want them to have the broadest scope of knowledge in this world that I can possibly give them. So even... Uh, heroin and and methamphetamines and and prescription drugs and alcohol all of those are conversation pieces like if you're not talking to your kids about that you got a problem you don't hide that like you talk yeah. to them yeah it's okay. easy to give the 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 weighing of it all uh because they can see with their their friends as parents and maybe in their own uh lives of how alcohol like you said may create certain situations whereas looking at cannabis in, in somebody's life, the, the different lifestyle that it, it creates and it has, it, it's day and night. It is. And, um, you know, I want to clarify, absolutely. If you have teenage children, you should be having uh, open conversations about uh, everything in the world today, yeah. um, especially starting with the alcohol. And then just take it up the ranks of uh, all of them. But this car, this conversation circulates around the young ones that are like two and three and four. Mm -hmm. And this is sweet, innocent, just growing in the garden. We could call that plant anything, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know. Yeah. And it's yeah. as soon as yeah. I say, the, "Do you want to come see the cannabis plants?" It's like there's the stigma. But if I was saying, "Do you want to come see the microgreens?" That's okay because I'm going to grow microgreens now, and maybe they'll allow me to do that with them. <laughs> but right. um, right yeah. anyhow but yeah the stigma has to has to be broken down and it takes yeah. people normalizing it no doubt that's frustrating mm -hmm. i mean that applies to like so many other issues in this world too that you're just like why do you have to keep hiding things from your children if you just tell them about things and uh, yeah they're kids they're not going to be questioning certain things oh let's yeah like what you're saying let's go see the garden or you know let's go see the cannabis plants they're not going to be questioning those things to the extent that like you think an adult would be questioning those things. The, the things right. that they're asking, you're like, what's that? Why? Not, you know, they're it, not being conditioned. Yeah, they're not. They're not yeah. already, you know, indoctrined with that stigma. Yeah. Um, and that's where it breaks, you know, in that that yeah. teaching and coming yeah. down again. My kids have seen me grow all yeah. kinds of, you know, tons and tons of plants, and then the younger ones. Again, we don't hide it from them too. It's it's harmless and veg. Um, and even in flower 
the very worst, you might get sticky, right? Like if you touch the flowers, you might get you might get sticky. THCA right. doesn't do anything to you uh, unless it's heated up to 120, and then that's when it decarboxylizes to its other components. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of factors. Yeah, there's yes, yes. For the people that are watching that may uh, or listening uh, that uh, may not know about it yet, there's a lot. Uh, cannabis is probably one of the safest things out there. Um, they should be more worried about the pharmaceuticals in the house and those white powdery substances that are being uh, put everywhere. Even people tell me, be careful of your door handles and the gas pumps because yeah, what is that? And because there's there's monsters in the world, my friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and um, the more and more the programming on the uh, TVs and stuff with these wacky shows, um, it just has desensitized a um, generation. For um, sure. Or more, right? So, yeah, we must be careful, no doubt. And I think it's the white powdery substances that worry the most. Anyhow, moving on. Yeah. Oh, so I was uh, I was curious because I know Rick was mentioning this to me before. Do you do some work with Fang? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little about that? Yes. The legendary Michael Fang. I believe he was just on your uh, last episode, was he not? Yeah. Yeah. Really great episode. Awesome talking to him. I I, I didn't uh, I wasn't very aware of his background until like uh, that episode. And I was pretty blown away by, you know, his story and experience and what he does. Yes. Um, um, same as I um, was just probably coming up on a year ago. I was introduced to Michael through um, a fellow cannabis cousin here, uh, or well, not here, but on the Instagram, um, who found me, the dreaming of cannabis, have to give shout out to him. Um, he was working at a grocery store in the Illinois, and he followed me, and he reached out to me in a private message and offered up some tickets to uh, one of these. He said it was a third eye spring gathering is what he called it. And that just really got me thinking and wondering. And he said, do you know who Michael Fang is? And I said, no. And he proceeded to give me a bit of the background, um, which forced me to go all by myself down to the city of Detroit uh, to where this event was taking place. And um, when I walked in, I, I was, it was everything that I had hoped uh, to find at an event that I was going to like that. I would, it was, it was great. He had on display his world-class genetics. And as soon as you, if you really appreciate the cannabis, as soon as you look at Michael's cultivars, you just know the level of excellence of the genetics and then, um, his growing, um, yeah. And then just the whole experience with the dab bar. So yeah, I did not know of him. Mm-hmm. I was newbie and um, I kind of whispered, he knew I was coming, this cousin Nikolai, right? And I whispered in his ears, hey, it's cousin Nikolai. And he looked real quick and I just got a selfie real quick and I left him be. And then I reached <laughs> out to him a month later and I had these ideas, you know, I was trying to get into this content creation. I have access to this studio and I thought, you know, my dream is to have podcast too, cousin, um, sometime. And um, so, yeah, I started to engage with him and um, he invited me out to the organic cup and we've kind of become friends, not kind of, we are friends. I'd like to think yeah. I'm speaking for him and Rick is a part of that as well. He's been along for the whole ride with me. Yeah. Now that's great. Really awesome to hear how everybody connects or continues to connect with each other in this community and it just makes it well, bigger and bigger and bigger it's yeah it's, and it's, 
it's a it's the most organic industry and in, and in community that there is so like it literally cannabis brings all these people together and all our talents and all our acceptance of one another whether there are differences or not because it's a huge community and of course tons of us have different perspectives and ideas and viewpoints but that aside we can come together in a mass crowd for three days camping and all get along and love each other um, and put all that shit aside. It's remarkable. You'll Again, you'll never find that in alcohol. You, you know, you can go to, you can, you can go anywhere and you put alcohol and there's a fist fight that, you know, with that many people and cannabis just doesn't bring that to the table. No, it doesn't. Um, and the events that you're putting on uh, with the big cloud uh, presents team and now involved with Michael and the organic cups or in these um, different events, um, really are bringing in education and an outlet for people to come and experience this. I was hoping to see much, much more of it coming here to the States and, and when it was going recreational. And um, of course, the COVID lockdowns really put a damper on all of that as it was all coming online. Um, and now we are left uh, with the aftermath and you guys are kind of picking it up. And I'm very excited. Michael was just in Spain. Um, at the Spanibus, Spanibus, yeah, Spanibus, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, put on an organic cup there uh, with some great cannabis cousins. And the community is definitely global. South um, South Africa is opening up. Um, I just read article. What was it? Sweden? Sweden is entertaining medical. I believe it was Sweden. Oh, wow. It's got to be Sweden, right? Probably they're not already. Well, they're, you well, know. They're yeah, they're very smart people, but for some reason, particularly to cannabis, very obtruse in in uh, uh, Norway as well. Like mm. the 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 white snowy stuff is okay. I've heard over there, but oh, not so much with the green stuff. Weird. Oh my gosh. Mm, it's it's Bizarre. the techno. They like techno. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, wow, yeah, so I read these are it's opening up globally. So you, that's what I would really like to do is get my, you know, continue what I'm doing with the message. And, you know, it's pretty much I'm trying to get at the noob, newbies, right? I'm trying to appeal to the people that are uh, just coming into it. You know, I'd like mm -hmm. to try to be PG-13 and um, and I really don't like to smoke on camera and glorify it like a lot of people like, you know, just. I don't mind, you know, the smoking's okay, but like, just, I'm not like one of those creators that wants to take 15 bong hits to the head and blow smoke at the camera. Yeah. Right. Kind of kind of counterproductive to the health aspects of things. For sure. And, um, right. So yeah, that's it. Try to share a good message with everyone for sure. No, you definitely got it. It's a, uh, it's a great, it's a great message and it's evolving as well. Like this year is going to be an exciting year with, with the, uh, the things that are coming with the events and then whatever you have planned for that garden, I'm, I can only imagine that there'll be lots and lots of content in the garden this year. Yeah, indeed. Yes, I'm uh, working on things now, just setting some things up. Um, yeah, so it should, it should be fun for sure. And I um, look forward to doing some more things with Michael. And um, in fact, we've been brainstorming some creative ideas to... Uh, do some um, specific type content uh, revolving around him and his ideas, philosophy, and just uh, the plant. 
and uh, let's, let's see something. To, like to see what I can do creatively with him because you know Michael is quite creative um, mm -hmm. of an artist himself in many different formats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, his poetry and, and writings are uh, amazing as well. So there's a there's a deep thought process uh, in there, which is another aspect that I love about the cannabis plant is there's so many intellectual people with deep thoughts that you wouldn't think are, you know, some, in some instances, you wouldn't necessarily think would think on that level, but I truly sure. believe it's cannabis that, that provides that ability and that want and, and that comfortableness to go deeper within ourselves. Whereas alcohol blocks that out and just wants to kind of numb everything to death and we'll just get by. It'll be okay. We'll get till tomorrow where it's cannabis heals, you know? Yeah. Cannabis, uh, yeah, well said, cousin. Cannabis uh, makes you introspective, right? Mm -hmm. It uh, slows it down, and um, you could take the most angriest of men who's had a hard day at work and come home, come in, or whatever, pissed off at the world, and he wants to, you know, have a shot of whiskey or beer, and that doesn't temper him. Mm -hmm. But if you were to have that same individual come and partake with just one puff, two puffs of the plant that whole disposition would be different. And um, he wouldn't even remember what he was angry about. That's what I find initially with the physical aspects of it. But yes, deeper, the introspection, introspective um, thought processes that are that come out and help with the creativity, it's no doubt. Why do you think so many of the great artists and musicians um, we're always partaking in some sort of euphoric uh, stimulant of some sort of the day. Oh, playing my guitar while smoking is great. It's just Are you like cannabis cousin? <laughs> Are you a cannabis cousin as well? Indeed. <laughs> oh, all right. Great. I did She's not want to Missouri. say again. She's down in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. It's legal there, right? It Medically? Is. Medically, and, right? And recreationally now. Oh. It just got a pet, yeah, get, uh, about a month ago, actually. And how many plants recreationally? You know, it's okay. I have You're, to look into that. Right. Yeah, no, I have to look into that. Yeah, maybe six, probably. Probably six is the I standard, think... right, Rick? Six everywhere, it seems like. Yeah, other than Michigan, we're the only ones that really coughed up 12. <laughs> 12 <laughs> times five. That's right. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but dang, yeah. I, I just love that creativity aspect with uh, using cannabis. I think it's amazing. Like, I definitely can feel, I don't know, just much more alive feeling, especially like when I want to get into doing my music stuff or, you know, even like editing this podcast or whatever it is. I'm like, I can just zone in on what I want to do. Right. Especially if you have the right strain. I accidentally smoked some of this high sativa the other day and I was so scattered. I was like, what is going on? Why can't I... I just felt so rattled and I looked down, I was like, oh, it's called Psycho Cindy for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <my> say so. <laughs> shout out to my uh, caregiver, the Leaf Cycle, who brought me a few different strains. I said I wanted a high sativa to get me up, but I have to mix it with a, with a heavy indica now that I get from my other caregiver friends. Sorry, I got to give shout outs. No bad days hey. if they happen to catch this one. You know them, Rick. Yep. Yeah, and and uh, the first one, Leaf. Leaf Cycle. Yeah, yeah, that his uh, product for for bugs, that deterrent is amazing. Yes, the press. That's great. I'm glad you bring it up. The pest deterrent pouches. That's right. He has just uh, discontinued the smaller ones because people are asking for them and 
quantities that he's decided to upgrade to a bigger pouch that will last longer. I'm waiting right. to get some prototypes myself, but yes, it's a pest deterrent alternative, guys. Um, pretty yeah. good idea, yeah, you know. Head him down at the golf event uh, last fall, um, and uh, I'm going to try and get him back this year again too because I think that's a great product that people should know about because it's really important to keep. In in a lot of people are like, well, I put bug traps down and I do this, but you really want to deter those those gnats because they can carry things. Even if they're biting the plant just a little bit, they can carry carry different things systemically and you know create issues. So yes, anything you can do in um, IPM man, you know, intermittent was integrated pest management, right? Um, anything you could do to incorporate that, but it's like um, little citronella. It's like the idea. The idea is like citronella, right? You light the citronella candles. They help keep away the mosquitoes. Plus, it smells good. It does smell yeah, good. He had these sticks that he was. They are pest deterrent sticks. I was using them for deodorant last year because I was out in the garden. I was like, wow, these things smell so good. If they worked for the plants, why not me? I did not get rash, so they're a okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, two uses, which is always great. Um, That's right. Can you uh, can you talk a little bit more into your growing process in general? Are you all outdoor with your grow, or do you do indoor as well? I started my indoor journey last winter. Um, I have a pseudo grow area, as I call it. It's like offshoot of the laundry area that I have two small two by two by like six foot spaces. One's like an old school shower. So I call it the shower area. And then the other side's the cubby, like where you would keep towels and that. So I've, uh, I've taken those areas over cousin said I could, because I'm making a go of it here with this content creation said I could have the areas. And, and in addition to those two areas, I've put two small tents, a two by four and a two by 30. And I'm able to grow one, two, three, or five plants there. I've only grown three, and I just get done uh, setting up the third. Uh, that's I'm sorry, the other tent um, that will be taking the rest of the plants and allowing me to grow five. So to uh, further ramble on and answer your question, yes, I'm outdoor growing mostly to be my fifth season outdoor coming up. And um, I'm okay with that, you guys. Um, I get some better genetics last year um, from the good guy, Gordy Johncock. And of course, Michael Fang gave me a couple cuts of the legendary Mendo breath and another uh, tester for his rosin. And I did okay with that. He comes over and he, he took a look at it. I let it grow. It was like almost seven feet tall. And um, I was quite, uh, quite uh, proud of myself. Um, but I can tell you, that's a lot easier than growing indoors. You know, Mother Nature takes care of things and you have to, you know, uh, combat some things with Mother Nature, pests and powdery mildew. So I learned about that and this thing, into integrated pest management, right? I was calling it intermittent. Um, but the indoor is a lot more technical. So there's many ways you can grow. And um, this is where I really like to get interesting and kind of, you know, I... I have this new term because of the Mendo dope boys, right? The weed nerds, weed nerd nation, right? So definitely I'm a weed nerd now. And so I went from growing in living soil last year and I'm using these auto pot systems, which are self-watering. Once you get the roots established, it's like a wicking system. And so I have two of these auto pot systems, one that I can grow uh, in living soil and use RO water in the reservoir and to uh, self-wick 
you know, through the system. And then on the other side of the pseudo grow area in the tents, I'm growing in cocoa with cutting edge solutions. So that's like the next level up is what the like commercial growers or guys do is they grow in cocoa and they push nutrients through them. And I know the guys out there that grow organic, especially our cannabis cousin, Dave Morgan of Morganja Farms would be uh, shaking his head in disgust at me uh, with pushing nutrients instead of going fully organic like most of them. But I will add this, I'm not using a salt-based nutrient. I'm using a mineral-based nutrient, the cutting edge. So I should well, get a little bit of a pass. Yeah, well, and in your defense, to be honest, um, any weed snob in the weed nerd community that that doesn't understand that we all have been there, right? Like I grew with salts. I thought I was killing it, which I was far as weight. Um, I, you know, I, I was doing really well uh, weight ratio to the plant and growing the plant out, you know, what I thought to be really perfect. But in essence, with all those salts, I realized what I was doing was just hormone boosting, steroid jolting the plant to death. And really missing out a lot of terpenes and a lot of uh, true benefits to the genetics. Um, so by learning organics, you you are going to accentuate the best of that plant to its best of its ability, just like us. Instead of cheating, I, I, I would kind of lay it there in a sense. Instead of juicing your your athletes, we're going natural with it. And it, it's, it's a better medicine. Now, on the other side, mass grows and you know the big boys they're gonna do that and that's fine it's whatever but long as we have the ability to do different things so you learning how to do that is good for you because you're gonna understand it compared to the other ways you've grown it expands you so it is it's the way i've been well when i first get into this i had to make an investment and i didn't know which way to go so living soil was the simple, easier way. Um, coming indoors and having to control the environment and adding more equipment complicates things. But as I've learned um, through these different growers, pros, uh, the different ways, it's a lifestyle and you have to incorporate what works for you. Um, I don't mind the living soil, but I don't know if I want to have 15 or 12 plants or more in my basement with living soil because it really brings out a different kind of smell in the basement. So mm -hmm. it, that's why I've tried this cocoa and I wanted to try, I want to try the different ways to understand them. And then I can make a definitive choice for myself going forward in the different areas. But I will add this, um, because I have a new sponsor that has got a line of fully organics that I will be incorporating into the living soil autopot system with Michael. That's his way of growing. So I've gotten some large 13 gallon um, bags that are now custom for the autopot system. And I will put living soil in there and I will be using this earth state or biocraft, earthcraft biosystems. And they are telling me that they are now getting their product into commercial grows, large scale at a price point that is um, competitive to the salt growers. And soon as um, one of these come online with the, uh, you know, the uh, breakdown of how they did, he wants to bring your cousin Nikolai in there, but yeah, he has bestowed upon me some organics. So I will be learning just that way in two of these pots. So I have not uh, shoot, uh, shied away from organics, no doubt, especially after talking with Michael and what you speak of and the terpenes and the different 
And here's the thing, and I'll end it here with this conversation. We can switch to something else if you'd like, is that I have found now, after being a part of this community um, this last year and a half and getting access to all sorts of different growers' cannabis, I have noticed that depending on the nutrients, when, I, when people aren't growing organically, and you'll know if they're growing organically because they'll tell you. That's the first thing. They're very proud of it, the fact that it's organic. And you can tell it's not as hard or in that. But, um, oh, boy, I really went off on a tangent and I've lost my place now. But, what, oh, I wanted to say, going back to what you said, um, is the plant, uh, they start to taste like that nutrient, like that line of nutrient. It like it, it smells like, but when you smoke and you let out that exhale, there's like that aftertaste. And I, I have a friend that grows in this one type and it, it's great. But like each one of his strains, right? It smells, but at the aftertaste is all the same. So that's yeah. what, and you don't get that with Michael's. You do not get that with Michael Frank, who's yeah. growing in living soils and all these different genetics um, and flavors of terpenes. It is quite apparent with his. So when it comes to dispensaries, then what out of, like how many products would actually be considered organic, would you think? I'm the wrong person to ask because I've yeah. not been in a dispensary to even purchase yet. Kinda, yeah. Um, yeah. On the, on the norm, I guess I would say that there is not too much out there because one yeah. thing it takes a large amount of money to operate these grows. Hmm. So if you take 200 square feet and grow X amount of plants in that 200 square feet with salts and get close to definitely twice as much more, uh, product, mm. possibly three times as much product um, than an organically grown in that same spot. That's the real thing there is it's not sustainable for them in the mm. operations that they, they've created, which goes to back to our legacy growers and our caregivers and our people that are small batch and that are focused on the plant. The small batch is always going to win quality wise. You can have yeah. your quantity. But quality wise, it's where you can put those efforts into those plants directly. 72, 100 plants is reasonable for one to two people to handle. Mm. 2,000, no way. Yeah. It's quite apparent what they've uh, done with oversaturating the market with uh, trying to grow so much. And they've flooded the market and they've hurt themselves mm -hmm. because the big ones are closing. They're going out. And um, I think what people are realizing, at least anybody that's a connoisseur, um, is that uh, it's it's not that great of smoke. They're, they're really, it's oh, yeah. just like, yeah. it's like air bud. You know, it's uh, like, it just doesn't well, have. Unfortunately, full... they use the remediation as well. So right, right. You, when you remediate something, you put it in a microwave or if you spray it, spray it with some kind of a chlorine like, chemical component and dry it back out yeah. what do you expect you know like yeah. yeah so we i wish we could change that unfortunately that was adopted um by our uh committees and house representatives because it was presented in the same manner as tobacco and our foods so this process mm -hmm. of remediation lines up with FDA regulations, therefore, it's a good thing. Ah, that's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and it's trash. Like, if you have yeah. to remediate your, your weed, throw it the fuck out. It's garbage. Yeah. 
Well, what good is the FDA anyways? They allow Monsanto and all kinds of shit in the world that uh, exactly. approve all sorts of things that turn out to be bad. We should have never <laughs> adopted that, that remediation thing. But it was pitched by lobbyists that were paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to lobby to our statesmen. And that's why, you know, Michigan Weedsters and, and our, our activists go there to try and intercept that shit before it happens because it's brutal how they attack. Well, they're... They're very well educated, and those lawyers know how to speak very well with a foreign yeah. tongue. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good thing for the Michigan Weedsters, um, no doubt. Let's talk about that for a second, if we can, Rick. Uh, that's kind of yeah. how I met you, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We were. Uh, uh, what was it? Our it was our dinner for the uh, House Representatives that we're holding for the fifty three hundred series bills, and uh, trying to educate the the House reps and. You were you were there invited by was it Ryan Bringold or Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Our cousin Ryan um, invited me up. Yeah. And uh you were doing some photography and we uh we exchanged there, but yeah, that moment was uh a definite moment. I was like, I don't know about this guy, I don't know what he is, but I know I'm gonna need to know more. Right. <laughs> yeah it's because i hadn't grown out this most uh excellent beard yet and you you know right. you weren't quite as impressed with me yet right yeah it was it was close it was you were getting it going right i was yeah just just coming out of puberty as i say <laughs> michigan weedsters uh is you know excited to, to continue this year i'd like to get you up there uh at the capitol and do some content. I know we spoke on that, but get up there and uh, express our our freedoms to uh, talk to our House representatives whenever we want. That's right. So, I I look forward to that. Um, I'm you know I I want to hear more about this like caregiver versus the recreational. I wanted to you know like at least on when we get into this conversation, I'd like to continue it um, maybe on one of my shows. Have you on and talk about that, but. Um, to understand more about the caregiver laws and why why it's important to um, get a caregiver card or a medical card, as they say, um, whether and that's something I want to think about a little bit more now mm -hmm. that I'm getting into it. I I was excited just to grow recreationally. Um, there are some responsibilities, I understand, if you take the card and grow for other people. There's some formalities or just some check things. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, so anyhow, it might be a good topic yeah. of conversation because I know you guys are really speaking loud and proud about having your cards and um, yeah. because of the legacy market. And then certainly um, if something was to change in this wacky world with the federal government or even with the state, it would be nice to think that you were grandfathered in, as they say, right. with some sort of uh, medical benefits, because I will tell you this right now. I do not want to have to pay for my medicine mm, if right. I can grow it. Yeah. Right. And I want and to that, be allowed to grow it. And if I have to do it illegally, I'll go back to old country and operate right. in the black market there, which right. is very similar. And, and that's what's beautiful about this movement as well, is we came from this dark, dark, well, they say, you know, this dark spot, but we were we were hidden. A lot of us were hiding um, and utilizing cannabis and things, but that's that's where we came from. So like, now that Pandora's box is literally open, it won't close. You ain't never gonna take it away from us. It does not matter. Like we, I got seeds right now. I'll plant them. 
Like, stop me. <laughs> you didn't stop me for the last, the, during all of Prohibition, all the hippies continued to go out west and do it in the hills. Uh, and, and I've done it here in Michigan in the cornfields. You can't stop it. And they won't stop it. So now they, what I fear is they want to control it eventually, right? So Like alcohol. Um, with, yeah, like you said, with the medical statute, where there's HIPAA laws, there's there's other things that protect us, um, our medical uh, right to choose, you know, that card and be under that umbrella of safety from um, the tyranny of a state cop trying to give you a DUI even, all kinds of those, those things. So a medical card is very important to us, and it's what basically the door would not have ever opened for recreational without it. Um, right. The only reason it was open was because medical was here in, in operation. And, and since then, we haven't had a lot of uh, involvement by our, our government, which bothers me because you want your government to have, I mean, we so we have probably the best medical marijuana program in the country operating. And we did, not that we want our government involved in it, but we want their, their see the v validity in it and see its value, but they're not looking because this is also a state that has Pfizer and Stryker and, and all those big various pharmaceutical companies operating right in Kalamazoo. They're all pumping your Adderall and creating them there. So obviously that plays a huge part in the political side of things. And it's sad, but it, it is what it is. But to, to your point, again, to like federally, if it does go legal federally, yes, I would think that our medical rights uh, would supersede any federal creation, um, you know, and, and we're working on some laws right now. Ryan's law is one of them, and then Jaden's law. Jaden's law is to allow children to use cannabis in school that need it and are part of the program. And Ryan's law is to allow end of life people to utilize cannabis while in the hospital or in hospice. Currently they cannot. And that is ridiculous. Yeah. Cause is. why does it ma even matter at that point? Like as to trying to like ban people from having it. My yeah. uncle's we have uncle that's in the hospital right now for stomach cancer. And um, I brought the gummies to him because he's always, he was um, the uncle that always partook. Until he mm -hmm. couldn't smoke anymore because he smoked cigarettes and ruined his lungs, gave himself emphysema. And um, so he could not smoke the cannabis, but he could eat the gummies. And he has always enjoyed the gummies since not smoking. And I brought some over to him and he was reluctant to take them because he was in there. And then, he, of course, that which is a genuine concern. He thought it might change his blood pressure and they were doing all sorts of tests. I said, but at this point, cousin or uncle, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. You know, just enjoy, you know, let's eat some gummies yeah. and watch TV yeah. like old days. You want some munchies, Relax. right? You want yeah. some cookies? Yeah. That's what, that's where we're at with this one. Yeah. You know, let's, let's just have fun. So yeah. yeah, if he wanted to smoke bong hits, then we should roll him out into the quad outside and take bong hits. Yeah. You know, and and that's, that's something to, to be said too, um, that the way that my father passed and many other people are passing with cancer, they go into these hospices and they're literally just thrown into a coma. So here's your fentanyl and here's your heavy morphine and we'll 
we'll just watch you open mouth breathe until you're done. And nobody should go like that. That shouldn't even be an option, uh, especially when when we have adjacent testimonies and proof in seeing it myself when somebody's passing using cannabis and psilocybin the families around them everybody's cognitive and with it and they're talking to each other and laughing and having a good time and enjoying memories as the passing is occurring instead of dead silence and wishing you could say something else some of the end of life things that have been taken away from us in the last five years with this pandemic and all the other things, all the other fentanyls and things that are helping people pass, you know, so to speak is what they're saying. Um, it's not, it's not, it's, it's re reverting our, a way where we used to pass in peace and nobody's passing in peace anymore. And that's, that's terrifying and terrible. Yeah. yeah, well, they yeah they were passing all alone for a minute there in those places, not letting any family yeah. members in. None. Yeah. I I don't know. Don't, yeah, it goes back to don't listen to the authorities. Right. Say, Vizo, Pete's. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's only getting worse. Well, you, so. well, yeah. There's it's uh there's tyranny everywhere in the world, my friends. Um, and yeah. so yeah, going back to that, I just want to now that I can legally grow the plant without stigma and have my medicine, why would I ever pay for it? Why would mm -hmm. I have to? Why would I be forced to go into some state-sanctioned mm. uh, facility because they pay to play or they can afford the license or they mm. pay the big taxes? And that's where it's going. Look at alcohol. You can't just make your own beer and start yeah. distributing it, but you can make it at home and not tell anybody and enjoy your own beer. So why not the plant as well? Yeah. And share it with your neighbors like tomatoes. That's right. Yes, exactly. I love that. Well, Cousin Nikolai, can you uh, let us know and uh, our listeners know where people can go to find out a little bit more about you and what you do? Any socials or websites? Sure. Yeah, um, mostly find me uh, doing most of my content on the Instagram. And then um, I have been doing my live streams um, both on Instagram, but they get saved to YouTube and Facebook as well. So I have been populating the YouTube channel, Cousin Nikolai. Um, uh, with some new content with the latest, greatest products I'm getting for my girl and these uh, weekly live streams that I'm doing with what I'm calling the gurus of growing for my pseudo apprenticeships with them. Michael awesome. Fang being one of them. That's right. Yeah. Every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, guys. Right on. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Who's? What are you doing on a Sunday in the morning anyway, right? If you're not at church, Just getting... you should probably be at on your computer watching cousin Nikolai. That's right. Yeah, just just getting up. Get yourself a cup of coffee or twist one yeah. up and come listen to some professional growers talk about uh, what stage I'm at and what we're going to be doing, different topics and techniques. But uh, yeah, and then some other stuff coming up along the way. Maybe I'll have you on in the T-Dog. I just saw T-Dog at Hash Bash. I'd like to have him come on and talk about what he does. But just share yeah. our cannabis cousins and their journeys. Anything to do with the plants, cool with me. Yeah. Yeah. The more we share, the more we grow. But literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for, you know, coming on our show today. We really appreciate it. You got a really cool story and I hope you continue to grow as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I uh, I appreciate having you, buddy. I always enjoy you and I look forward to a lot of uh fun things this this summer. Indeed. Looking forward to it. 
getting out of the bunker, so to speak, finally, again, yeah. after winter. Well, it gets right. you off of the roof, too. That's right. I have to get outside once in a while for my rooftop reviews. Cousin says I can't go up anymore. I'm ruining the shingles. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you want to keep up with us and check to see when we will release new episodes, feel free to follow us on our socials at To Be Completely Blunt Podcast. You can find me, Steph, on my socials at Steph on FM and Rick at Mr. Underscore F-U-N-G-I 420. And please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. Highway Horticulture, paving the way for everything cannabis. Find out more at highwayhorticulture.com.